this is really more about the give and receive, okay, with a higher power, with the universe, with God, whatever you believe in spiritually. There's a component of this that is really powerful. And if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you don't know where to turn for the answers, this is a great place to turn. So if prayer, sacred prayer, is asking, whatever that looks like, what is this? What's next for me? Please help me with this. Please help me with my health. Whatever these things are, right? We're asking, we're putting it out there that we want that answer to come in. We're putting it out there. We're putting it out there. We're putting it out there. And we don't create space to receive the answer. We're going to feel like nobody's listening. What's the point? So if prayer is asking, meditation is the response. The response comes when we quiet the mind. Because what happens when we quiet the mind is there are spontaneous moments of, ooh, I didn't know that was still in there. Ooh, this idea just came in. And think about meditation, not just sitting in this state, which is a form of it, but also meditative walk. Or while you're doing the dishes, when you're in the rhythm of doing something. Remember that meditative moments and mindful moments is just about creating awareness of how many thoughts are rattling around in your brain and where we need to observe those and where we need to come back down into a place of being that allows us to receive information. And those downloads, that receiving of the information is very real. And so meditation or meditative moments create space for the response of the thing that you asked for. And practice it, get to know it. You'll find your flow with it, I promise. I want you to think about the way you approach goal setting. And I'll give you some examples. You might have a conditioned way of creating goals in your life that feel tied to what you think you should do. I use air quotes around should because typically when that phrase shows up in your awareness, it is tied to an external an externally baked expectation of what good looks like. Now, that might be aligned with what really supports your highest good, but you will need to sit with yourself and ask this question. Am I doing this because I feel it makes me look good in some way to somebody else? Or is this really an embodied goal that I know will create space for me to go further with what I'm really trying to create in my life? Very important discernment. So if you're pushing yourself in a direction, and this is where the autopilot comes back in, like I'm just on this track. Of course, I just have to stay on this track. I'm committed. I'm not going to quit. I've been on this track for a long time. I've built up a lot of equity on this track. It is natural for us to want to keep piling stuff onto that track. But when you sit and take a minute, I want you to think about, does this actually feel like a no? Is there something in this that actually feels like, hmm, after I achieve that thing and I'm on to the next thing and I'm on to the next thing and I'm waiting for something to happen in my life that isn't happening, what does a yes and a no feel like in your body? I learned that yes and no show up in my body differently. And 
once I'm able to silence my mind and really tune into what my body's saying, I learned that a yes in my body feels like energy moving up, excitement. It's like, ooh, a no goes right down to my gut. It goes downwards. The energy moves downwards. And it is telling me, mm -mm. Now, the interesting thing about that is when you really start trusting your indicators, that means, and there's been plenty of times where something came in as a no, and I was like, oh, but I want that to be a yes. I thought that was a yes. So why does this feel like a no? And I trust the no. And also, when I have felt the yes in my body, it presents an opportunity for me plenty of times cognitively where I'm like, I know that felt like a yes, but that's maybe stretching me. That's going to bring me out of my comfort zone. And so that resistance might feel like a no, but it's actually a yes, guised with a feeling of uncomfortable because I know it's going to stretch me in some way. And there's likely some vulnerability in there. So something to think about as you start to kind of play with some of these concepts and how they're showing up in your life. The other thing I want you to think about is where you really need external validation to feel valued as a person. And this one's, this one's tough. This one's, there's a lot of hooks into this one. And so in your goal setting, I want you to think about the things that, that really support who you are versus what you do for a living. Use that as an example. They might be the same thing. You might feel that what you do for a living is a full extension of who you are, or at least enough of an expressive extension of who you are that it doesn't consistently drain you. There's a mutual beneficial energy exchange here. And that's okay. That's that's great. I mean, that means you're you're probably aligned with a yes in your body. The flip side of that is if you're not, it will create an opportunity for you to reflect on how you're prioritizing actions and goals. Intuitive goal setting is about feeling what feels like the yes, moving past any resistance that's taking you out of your comfort zone and being willing to say no to things that at one point you might have felt were a yes. That can be tricky, but that's the purpose of this. That's the point, is to kind of break some of that up. So listening to your intuition, your core values and your morals are tied to your intuition and your internal compass. And in my coaching, we go deep into really aligning values, identifying and aligning values, and then really taking a good look at how your actions are either supporting those values or not. And typically what happens is we've convinced ourselves that we're living by our values. And then this, things come, this thing comes up, right? And we keep eroding, okay, maybe family is one of my top values. And over here, I keep getting more and more is being asked of me and I'm working more hours, more hours, more hours, more hours. Next thing you know, what I'm actually signaling through my actions is that I value career more than family. And that's a hard truth. That's a hard truth that plays out by really taking a microscopic look of the facts and the information, the data 
of how we're spending our time and how that really supports our values or not. So if something rubs against your value, it can create resistance. So in that, you might be doing it, but you don't in your heart of hearts actually want to. You're feeling tied to it is that you're compromising this value over here repeatedly. And that can create a divide within us. So your intuition might tell you things that you're not quite ready to act on. That's okay. The first step is to really create awareness that that's happening. And then you can consciously decide, what actions do I want to take in pursuit of that? So being open to receive in those mindful moments, trusting what comes in and taking action on it, you know, it can also feel like a nudge, a gut feeling, something that kind of maybe lingers back here in the back of your mind. I remember many moons ago when it first started to show up for me, I'm, oh, I think you're, I think you should try this coaching. I think you should try, you're meant to write a book. Like all the stuff started coming and I'm like, I just dismissed it away. Like, no, that's just probably, you know, no, but it was real. And it got louder and louder and louder. And finally I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, this is really big for me. So remember that those nudges, they create, a lot of clues. It's the breadcrumbs. So pay attention to those. And remember that intuition lives in subtle energy bodies, subtleties. It lives in observation. It lives in reflection. It lives in silence. It can live in something that does feel like a nudge and not a boulder coming at you, right? So one of the ways that I discern between my intuition, my intuitive feeling, and my thought is how it feels. Intuition feels like I've received information. Thought and overthinking feels like I'm creating it and there's an air of anxiety in it. Intuition won't feel anxious. It will present as a fact. It will present as a gut feeling. And our job, is to not overpower that with this, okay? It takes practice. It takes practice, but I promise it's worth it. So some of the reflections and actions exercise I want you to think about. Visualize how you want to feel in your body. How do you want to feel in your body when you achieve that goal? You have to create space to practice that feeling in your body every single day. And you can even uncouple it from the thing that you think is going to create it for you. What you're actually signaling is that you want more of what brings this feeling, right? Whatever this feeling is. If I want more peace in my life, if that's something that I aspire for, I want more peace. But every day I am engaging in all of this friction. When I stumble upon peace, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It might even feel boring. So those subtle energies show us those differences. And we have to practice, what does peace feel like in your body? If you're somebody that struggles with money, this example comes up all the time, or your relationship with money, I want you to think about how many times you're practicing in your being the feeling that you don't actually want. So if scarcity is a theme, what does scarcity feel like in your body? Sit with that for a second. Create awareness on how many times that feeling is being created in your body throughout the day. 
make note of what's eliciting it, what's bringing it up. And conversely, what does abundance feel like in your body? What does it feel like to have a limitless supply? No worries. What does that feel like in your body? They feel totally different. So how many times are you actually practicing this feeling? Because these feelings are frequencies. These frequencies attract more of the same. So if we're embodied and we're practicing this feeling, we're becoming this feeling, what, the, what that signals to the universe between our thought, our feeling, and our action is that that same frequency is going to flow right to us. It doesn't mean that's without challenges. It doesn't mean it's without struggles. But it's an opportunity to reclaim our power and say, I can create this. I can create this in my life. And I feel empowered to take the action that supports that feeling. That's very powerful. What is your productivity relationship with productivity? Think about where you place your value of doing in production. Okay, so if we're talking mind, body, spirit, production is a great thing, right? That's a wonderful thing. We can achieve a lot. But how are you really creating actions and productivity around those three components that makes you feel fulfilled? Is your productivity aligned with your values? What lights you up? What is the thing that you get lost in doing that you are just, Wow, a great, a great signal for this is, oh my gosh, that time went so fast. I can't believe I was doing that for three hours. Because you lost yourself in the joy of the doing. It became part of you. You became part of it. These are the things that light you up. These are indicators for where your, where your passion lives. Once you think about that, how are you prioritizing it? Because if you're creating and spending all your time over here in this thing and there's nothing in there that lights you up, your light has nowhere to go. It's going to get stuck. You're going to feel stuck, guaranteed. So how are you prioritizing the things that light you up? When you are activated emotionally, powerful emotion comes up. Observe it first. What I mean by that is instead of running a whole story through why this emotion is happening and living in the story, let yourself feel it, observe it, and ask the question, what is this showing me? Just sit with that for a little while. Process it. It might not come in in the heat of it, but let it do its thing. What is this showing me? The next thing is don't compare. This is a really challenging one. Don't compare what other people are doing and how they're doing it to what is best for you. Really big. When we get into the game of comparing, we're actually living from a place of scarcity and lack. Because what we're signaling in that moment is that seems better than this. So I'm going to go chase that. Meanwhile, I'm signaling that I'm not good enough. So when you start comparing, catch yourself, come back home, come back to your heart. What is the next best thing that you feel is best for you? That has nothing to do with anybody else around you. Where are you compromising what you need and who you are? 
The other thing I want to think about, and this kind of goes back into the comparison thing, it can be the easy path to saturate yourself in immersive learning all the time without applying. So inspiration is one thing, right? You've got one day when you're cleaning the house, you pop in, you listen to my podcast, you're listening to something inspiring, like, oh, you're connecting with it. And the next day you do it again, the next day you do it again. So you, you're creating all this inspiration in your mind and in your being. And that can charge us to feel like we're ready to conquer something, we're ready to take on the world, right? But if you don't do anything with it, if you don't put your truth into action, your frustration for feeling like you're not doing what's best for you will keep growing. So remember to integrate what you're learning and to put it into practice because that's where your confidence grows. That's where your sense of empowerment lives. And that's where you can really live that embodied life that we're talking about. Be okay with people not getting it. This one can be hard, particularly in families or other people's, everyone's projecting their own realities. If you need to make a move that feels like an absolute yes for you, be okay with other people not getting it. If somebody starts to project, oh, I can't believe you're doing that, don't start to spiral within yourself to say, oh my God, is this, now I'm questioning myself. Is this wrong? Should I be doing it? Uh-uh. Be okay with people not getting it. The people that get it are your people, okay? The people that don't, there's a gradient. They don't have to get it to still be in your life and to still be of support. But if they're actively trying to keep you down, pay attention to that. Because then we have to ask, is this relationship really serving my highest good? Maybe I'm going to pull a little bit of energy back here. It doesn't have to be a big drama. Maybe I'm going to start pouring some energy over here because this feels more supportive for me. Be mindful of how much energy, intention, and attention you are giving it, whatever it is. We can spend a lot of time thinking about how something isn't working for us, and we're spending, we're giving it so much attention, so much intention, so much energy and power, that we're left with nothing to give to the dream, to what we really want to bring in. So sometimes you just have to think, is the juice worth the squeeze? Do I want to fixate on this anymore? Or do I want to reclaim that energy and pour it towards the power of these new goals that we're setting for ourselves? That might feel very different. Some of these goals might feel gentle. One of your goals might be to take five minutes a day to create space for ritual or for meditation or for asking and receiving. That's a very different feeling goal than a certification, okay? And there's nothing wrong with getting a certification, but we have to start thinking about the why behind the decisions and how they really benefit us. The last thing I wanna touch on is if you find yourself in environments and situations that for whatever reason you're not either ready to get out of or it's just not the right time for you, I want you to become extremely conscious and aware of energy. And what I mean by this is let's say you consistently know there's this one meeting or this one grouping of people that you're a part of this team. You go in there and you always end up leaving feeling like crap. Like, oh, I hate that. 
right? What I want you to think about five minutes before you go into that environment is coming back into your body, not spiraling and projecting what you think is going to happen. And I want you to think about what presence you're bringing into that dynamic. And in that, I want you to visualize a white translucent light around you. You can see through it, which means you're open, but it acts as a filter that says, nope, anything that doesn't support my highest good, I'm not letting in. Anything that does, come on in. Okay, so this is a great way to just consciously put protection around your energy. And you might have one person that feels like the antagonist in your story. We're going to put a white X in front of them. What that says is I'm giving this one to a higher power. Okay, not today. It doesn't mean I'm going to restrict and take my energy back and kind of subconsciously and consciously maybe be a little nasty with them or change my body language to them. No, we're not letting anybody take us out of our character anymore. Okay. So this is really about saying, nope, not today, but I'm going to stay in my life. Okay. And there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out how to stay in their light. So they're going to come for yours. They're going to come for it and we're going to protect. We're going to, we're going to trust that protection. So I want you to think about your presence. I want you to think about where you're letting an environment take you out of your character. We're going to call that energy back home. Because remember, wherever you're at on this path, wherever you're at, you're whole. It might not always feel like that. And there's going to be very trying times. Stay in your heart. Remember who you are. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to feel that full moon. You're going to feel it. You're going to be like, what is it? And then two weeks later, you're going to be like, okay. These are the ebbs and flows of life. This is what it means to live on this planet in this human experience. And there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect just as you are. And we're going to keep working towards uncovering that unique essence that only you can provide to yourself and to the world around you.